Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Hey guys, welcome back. It's F-Word Friday, baby! Woohoo! Happy F-Word Friday, Sarah! You too, Narbar. I'm so happy it's the weekend. Oh my god. Oh my god, I bet you are. Okay, we have got to talk about Kyle and Morgan. How? Have they broken up? Uh, they they must have broken up if they were ever together. Together. Well, that's the thing that I'm wondering. Was this just a, a publicity stunt? Yeah, of course the season wraps and now... It was like a couple up. days, a couple days after the reunion that yeah. Morgan scrubbed her Instagram clean of anything and to do know, with Kyle. You know what? What the morally corrupt Faye Resnick has also oh, scrubbed her Instagram clean of fucking Morgan of, as well. Stop it, guys! What is going on? See, the thing is, the timing for me is what just really kills the authenticity. If if I put myself in Morgan's shoes. Going on Housewives with Kyle and seeing seeing Housewife Kyle would have been a real turnoff for me. And we've all yeah. talked about how we think that Morgan seemed to really not be into it on camera. So I I wouldn't doubt it happening organically. But the timing of it, like they're together <sighs> for the season. I have to say, this is what annoys the crap out of me about this. It is so scripted in a way even if it isn't yeah. even if it's real it's too much yeah it too much and not enough and not enough time. and nothing like people are speculating now that maybe her and Mauricio are getting back together I don't know but then if that's true then that's just a publicity stunt for this season that's to right. give Kyle a storyline <gasps> I know I, I know if there ever becomes any proof of this being just for a storyline, I, for one, am going to be incredibly pissed off for the queer baiting aspect of the entire scenario. It has given me the ick big time. Yeah, same. I just, it seems like we're never going to get the answer now as to whether or not they were together. And that just seems so planned to me. Uh, Erica said it on Watch What Happens Live. Andy, you have to hold her to task. You have to drill her. And he better fucking do it. He, he better. He better do it. Andy, you better. Andy, are you listening? No, you're not. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to think. It's it's really just hard to watch if it isn't remotely true. There's got to be something. If they're just friends and they're like, hey, <laughs> conjuring up this plan. I'll boost you, you boost me, you know, tit for tat, give me something to talk about. Then that sucks. Queer baiting and it's disgusting. It is. And there's been a lot of that on Bravo these days. There has been. Um, Should we just like launch into it? Let's do it, honestly. (laughs) So we're going to do Beverly Hills first, I guess, and then we'll head over to Miami. Perfect. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 13, Episode 14, Aches and Spains. (laughs) 
It's a cute name. Merce is in the purse, honey. My God. (laughs) I enjoyed Erica. I enjoyed Erica. The best. The best she's ever been was on this episode. (laughs) The best she's ever been has been drunk Erica. Drunk Erica. I know that's kind of bad, but so good. So... Right away, we're picking up, and Crystal's blood pressure is 177 over 108, and she must be scared AF, okay? Yeah. You know, Dorit seemed quite supportive. I was kind of shocked, as well as Garcelle. And then we get the lady. Y'all know who I'm talking about. 8.5, Anna Marie. Here she comes, rolling in to her confessional hot, Okay. The irony of what is happening right now is literally shocking because Crystal has degraded my profession. And now here she is needing me. Uh, She also, I I just have to ask you a question, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. How would you feel if you're laying down in a sprinter van on the side of a mountain in Spain and you hear your caretaker say, be careful, guys, she might stroke out. (laughs) I know. I Would know. that be good for you? Would that be nice? In terms of bedside manner, I award eight and a half, a one and a half. <laughs> like, what was that? That is the most horrifying thing you could say to somebody waiting for an ambulance. Like, yeah, yeah you kind of, these are stroke sy- symptoms. These are the symptoms of somebody who's about to stroke out. And I also need to make a point here and clarify when she's like, how ironic is it that Crystal needs me after she downplayed my profession? Ma'am, you <laughs> led her to a sprinter van and helped her lay down. Like what yeah. medical advice? She didn't try to diagnose her. She didn't try to help her like, you know, breathe through it. She didn't give her any tools. She put her in a van. Yes. And then to tell someone who has outrageously high blood pressure, you might stroke out if you get up. Be careful. Like, I can't. I can't. I can't with her. Nobody's downplaying her profession, but even as a nurse, I don't think that was incredibly professional behavior. No. That's like no. an under the breath to someone else. Even Kyle that's was like, a keep oh, it sh- silent in your <laughs> own brain. <laughs> like, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just couldn't resist, you know? Couldn't resist. That might have been my favorite part of the whole episode. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So you don't think Anna Marie really cared for Crystal overall, hey? Because Andy said, I heard this. I don't know where I heard this. But apparently Andy said, after last night's episode, he felt like the viewers would have a change of heart about Anna Marie. Yeah, I heard that as well. Um, Change of heart. No. I feel stronger in my convictions that she's a terrible person. Was that (laughs) what he meant? Maybe? Maybe maybe that is, yeah. Maybe if there had been an actual, I don't want to say an actual emergency because I know it was an emergency, but like mm-hmm. maybe if Anne-Marie had had to perform CPR and she right. saved Crystal's life, I would have perhaps been like, oh, that was great. The thing is, though, as well, maybe something else happened behind the scenes because Crystal was incredibly appreciative. Yeah. As well. Yeah, she was. So... so. 
Maybe just Maybe. her presence, knowing, like, who knows what we... Maybe there was, like, a calming didn't. aspect. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. there was more to it. But what we were shown, no, absolutely did not change my opinion just whatsoever. Just go stroke out over here! Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, me either. <sighs> okay, well... Oh, sorry. Also yeah. found it weird. Nobody went with her. I know, but Garcelle offered. And I think Anna Marie offered. Anna Marie offered. And production was like... Mm, no, uh, thanks. Mm-hmm. We're going to send Gavin instead. I didn't hear Garcelle offer. Everybody else, like, oh. was it Dorit? One of them, it was either, I think Dorit went up to the, up to her, like when she's getting ready to go. And she said, we're going to stay, but our <laughs> thoughts will be with you. And once we know you're okay, then we're going to go sightseeing. <laughs> And then afterwards, they all made a comment about like, oh, it's so scary to go to a foreign hospital (laughs) by yourself. That's so scary. Anyways, what do you want for lunch? Scary going to any hospital? By yourself. I know she had production. I was surprised. It made me really realize I don't think Crystal has any friends on the cast, really. Well, or maybe the show is so bad. I shouldn't say that. But maybe they know they can't afford to lose two people. (laughs) <laughs> remember who was it on holiday oh kenya do you remember when kenya had to go to hospital and she brought candy and they yeah, were on holiday the rest of them floundered without it was the two awful yeah so that's true maybe, maybe that production production might have said nope no, you no, guys no. have to stay we will sacrifice yeah. our own yes Fair. the show must go that's, on that's a good point so you know the rest of the women they're like hey crystal's stroking out let's go to church We'll say a prayer and set some intentions and light some candles for our loved ones. And Erica, again, this cracked me up. Get on those knees, Anna Marie. Get on those knees. <laughs> yeah. I love her. She definitely won me over a little bit more in this episode than she has in a long time. She really did have a villain era for at least two seasons. So it's good to see it's refreshing. I'm sure I'm going to revert back to thinking yeah. it's all for show as soon as they get back to Beverly Hills. I think I just like Barcelona, Erica. You know, that's remember last week I said she would be my big vacation. Yeah, Erica. I would right. vacation with her. I gotta say, so- I'm I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my answer. I would be an Erica uh, vacationer as well. Like she's a gosh darn hoot. Okay, so Sutton and Kyle, they have a really, to me, it felt really touching this moment in the church and Sutton tells Kyle that a friend had a dream about her dad who said you know she was right he was tired he said to tell you he was tired and of course Kyle brings up Lorraine and it's it's very emotional and these two people are dealing with a lot of loss at the moment and Mm -hmm. Sutton apologizes for not being a better friend to Kyle and Kyle's like no no you've been a good friend okay I thought it was a very genuine oh no you didn't just gonna say (laughs) Do you think Kyle reciprocated this time? Reciprocated as in she really felt what she was expressing? Yes. Like last week we talked about how it's always Sutton apologizing. Right. Always Sutton kind of making an effort with Kyle. Making it nice. Yeah. Yes. Making it nice. Nicey nice. Do you think Kyle was giving? It did read as genuine. It read as a genuine moment between the two of them. But I think the atmosphere and the 
place, like the being in the church and knowing what Sutton's going through and having just been through a medical emergency with Crystal, I think Kyle was primed to be as expressive as Kyle can ever okay. be. I, I did think it was genuine. I thought Sutton did more, but I always think that. So Sutton apologized. Kyle didn't. There is that. But Kyle accepted it. She accepted. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> which is a That's as much start. as we can ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair for her. So Garcelle and Dorit talk about Taco Tuesday. And Dorit tried here, I think, a little bit. She says, I was not thinking about race, Garcelle. I promise you. But, you know, you, you did call me a Karen, which kind of hurt my feelings. Which, Dorit, no. She should have led with, you know... I had a father who was Israeli and we lived in a town and we were one of the only Jewish families and we encountered anti-Semitism. That probably was more enlightening to Garcelle, which it was. Um, she, wow, Neural, what did you think? Did you feel it was appropriate? I still think that Dorit was overly defensive. The point that you made about how or I guess I should say the point that she made about how she wasn't thinking of race, she promises, that's the problem. Like Garcelle made the comment um, that her opinion is that Dorit has lived a very sheltered life and that she doesn't understand the walk that Garcelle has had to walk. Mm-hmm. Dorit wasn't thinking of race when she made those comments that come across as very unempathetic and very much as if she doesn't understand the plight that black women, black men, black people have gone through. So Dorit not thinking of race at all times, I think that's kind of the issue. She doesn't seem to understand the reality that people of color live every day. And so she keeps making these stupid mistakes and she doesn't, I'm sorry, she doesn't really learn. No. And it's like when Sutton in a few seasons ago said, I don't see color. That's not what people of color want. That's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's about education. I think you've totally summarized it perfectly. We don't want to get too deep into, you know, the racial aspect of this show. But we just want to acknowledge that it is an issue. And Dorit has to do better. Period. Like, I think it's very nice that they could move on and make a connection and yeah. kind of bond through this. And I think Garcelle was very gracious, but... Very gracious. I did think Dorit was still a little bit defensive. Like, why would you even bring up the Karen thing? Oh, exactly. And I wish they didn't have to bond over Dorit this. trying to justify yeah. her actions. Yeah, Why absolutely. couldn't they have bonded by Dorit saying... Listen, Garcelle, I've done some reading or what have you. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a better understanding. Of course, I'll never fully understand. But no, it comes back to Dorit kind of victimizing herself on the same level as Garcelle. But anyway, she says she's not comparing. I do believe in my heart of hearts, I don't think Dorit really was thinking about race or intending that to be, you know, an attack word. But anyway... Let's let's move on like they did. And all I can say is Garcelle is very gracious and such a saint. Mm. Okay, so Crystal is back from hospital and she gives Anna Marie her flowers for helping her. She really did. Like you said earlier, she really did kind of boost her up and was so appreciative. Yeah. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. But after you go through something like that, too, you're also a little more sensitive, emotional, grateful you're okay crystal's gonna take it easy she's not gonna drink meanwhile 
we flash over to Erica and she is going wild <laughs> and getting drunk with her glam squad. And I Erica's love getting it. drink enough for both of them, I think. <laughs> She's still stewing about those earrings. And I really thought it was going to come up this episode when she was kind of drunk, but maybe time and place prevented that. So I kind of suspect we'll see more of that next week. Mm-hmm. I think Chef Storm Jr. and Chef Storm Sr are what Garcelle has in mind for dessert. Okay? <laughs> and okay, I also hold on. Love- hold okay. on. Before we got to Chef Storm and what? his daddy, again, <laughs> maybe my other favorite, it's just this tiny little clip of Sutton knocking on the door and she's using Merce. Oh, yes. <laughs> and she's like, don't oh no, don't, don't use Merce. <laughs> I just loved it. So classic Sutton. So sudden, yeah. Yes, I can't get my hand dirty, but I'll use my what is it? Uh, vessel, my Merce vessel. And I think that this was also the moment that I first really did realize that Erica was drunk because somebody, I think it was Dorit, was like, "Oh, she's lathered," and I'm like, "Is she?" Dorit, but then Storm walks in, and Erica's like, "Storm!" And I'm like, "Oh, she is drunk. She is drunk." She could hold back. She's just like, man, a man. Oh, that was so funny. I also loved, they're like, we're going to be cooking paella. And I, no, they, I didn't see a single one of them pick up a spatula, stir anything. They were not cooking. You're going to be Um, watching us cook paella. (laughs) Could not believe. Maybe I should, maybe I'm naive. Um, Garcelle's comment about dating Daddy Storm and breastfeeding little star breast breastfeeding Narelle, i couldn't I, it was and right in front of them i got so awkward again they're so upfront about when they're Garcelle's, attracted yeah garcelle doesn't hide it like she wants no. a man and yeah. good for you but i was oh. really obsessed with the dynamic um of having these what is it? Erudite? Edu, Erud- Educrites? No. Edu- There's no C. <laughs> oh. Crudites? <laughs> I wrote it cracker. down. Where did it? I spelled it E-R-U-D-I-T-E. Erud- but- Erudite. Erudite. Erudite? Erudite. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you can tell we're not part of that crowd. <laughs> yeah, um, right? But I was kind of obsessed with the dynamic at the table, like with Trevor there, and they're Love all talking Trevor. about like the past with Sutton, and it was painting Sutton in such a different light that we never really have heard much of Sutton's past the mm-hmm. way we did in this episode. She's fascinating. What a character. And Dorit was just coming hard for Sutton in her confessionals, of course, screams jealousy. She yep. said... No, Sutton hasn't always been rich, but she wants everyone to think she has been. Something like that. And I thought, whoa, Dorit. This is classic Dorit projecting because we had a confessional with Sutton a minute before that where she goes, oh, I was poor. I had nothing. That's not really someone pretending to be wealthy. (laughs) Dorit, though, you're pretending to be wealthy now when we all know you're not. Right. 
Like that shopping spree, the three minute shopping spree, I thought, Doreen, you have got to be pretending. You got those fans off of eBay or something. She said that they were like 300 year old antique fans. Bullshit. One of those fans had like a modern looking bicycle painted on it. (laughs) (laughs) Those are Amazon bestsellers, okay? I don't know how (laughs) antique those were. I really did love this dinner, though. Like you said, the vibes are amazing. I loved Trevor. I want more Trevor. So excited. Yeah. He'll be back next week. And yeah. he tells the women, like, Sutton always thought she was in charge, but she wasn't. And she was always kind of mean to me at first. But they're still friends. <laughs> the impression he did of her was spot on. She's spot been the same on. person. She obviously hasn't changed. That's a good I point. I just... It was such a good Sutton episode, I felt like. It was. And I'm finding myself more and more endeared by her. Like, the beginning of this season has almost been erased from my memory. Yes. Her with Magic Mike to today. Oh, my God, yes. She's like a whole other different person to me. Yeah. The comment, Erica's comment about, listen, I know you love Merce, but he's (laughs) been in a Ziploc bag. Oh, and the whole table just like stop talking. Face. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, maybe a silk bag or something. <laughs> You're gonna put fucking ashes in a silk right? bag? Are these people demented? I can't get over this. They just won't let it go. Everybody carries ashes in a plastic bag. That's Obviously, how you keep they're... them. I know. Well, what? What is Miss R- or not Richards? I say, yeah. What is Mrs. Richards in in that pretty vase? In a bag. No, but she's probably in a bag in the vase or the whatever it's called. What's it called? An urn. 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 I think in reality, these people probably have never seen the ashes. They've yes. only ever had their assistant place the ashes in the urn. They don't know that they're sitting in there in a fucking bag. But I love yeah. that comment. I love that, I guess, rebuttal when, um, was it Sutton points out, I guess, that she's in the bathroom, that Kyle keeps her mom in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like... And Kyle admitted, admitted it. Thank goodness. Yeah. But that like so... shut the discussion down to It perfect. did. Yeah. She screamed it over the table too. Good for you, Sutton. I was shocked to find out that Sutton and Christian... Knew each other when she was 14. Yeah. yeah that was it giving Celine Dion vibes? Uh, that's, yep. <laughs> a little bit. Didn't love yeah. that. Kind of kind of wrecks the whole romance of them beginning yeah. their love affair. How old was he is my question. Probably a fair bit older. Ah. Hmm, I would assume. Older. That might be my bias talking, though, because I tend to assume that way. I freaking loved uh, when they're talking about uh, the rapper and Erica's like, oh, I absolutely know who that is. And Dorit is like, who? Oh, he's a rapper? I'm going to have to look him up. Beanie Beetle being single? Being, Beanie, being, I'm like, oh my God, Dorit, shut up. Shut up. What are you doing? Honestly, Dorit killed me in that moment. Fine. Like, I got to say, she is funny in a very shady way this season. But Erica, I have to agree with everyone. I have to agree with Dorit. It was like watching Drunk Rain Man. She's like, yep, I know it. I know it. Here it is. The stuff she was firing off. I'm like, 
It's almost as if she knew who was coming and she studied exactly what to say. It was that wild. It was so good. So impressive. She was a drunk oracle. I was dying. (laughs) I loved everybody's looks of confusion. Like, oh my God. I know Garcelle, she's kind of shady sitting there. Who are you? Who is this person? <laughs> I would I'm sorry, if you were sitting next to me at a table full of erudites and you started going off, I would be like, what the fuck? Mike, I like this side of Eric. I want to see more. Yeah, we just got to keep her drunk. Well, yeah, yeah. But she cuts it down to all the socializing she's had to do. And that is, that's interesting. She's a good listener, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Merce in the purse. <laughs> Merce in the purse. Merce is in the purse. Merce is in the purse. Erica's best, most iconic episode I've ever seen. Honestly, it really is. One of, yeah. Okay, I need to pick your brain about something. So drunk Erica goes into Garcelle's bedroom and she's like, Woo! dancing and doing all the things and girl sells like <laughs> get out what <laughs> I did you didn't think? think so no i did not think so garcelle and erica are very i made notes about this they're very playful there's a dynamic okay. between the two of them that nobody else on this cast has first of all the comments they make about storm together it's a little sexual i like it out of everybody erica has decided to go into Garcelle's room and they have a blast they're giggling they're frolicking Kyle jumps in there like I loved this scene I just thought it looked like they were having so much fun but there is a different unique aspect between Garcelle and Erica it's almost flirtatious it's Mm. they just behave differently with each other than they do with anybody else I like it they do they really do I have a question for you later about this. Um, okay. No, I just thought Garcelle was just not at that level of drunk with Erica. No, she and wasn't. She was, yeah. And she's like, okay, guys, get out. The chef's coming over. And I thought, no, make the scene longer. I need That's more That's the kind of, of thing I want. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's why I was like, no, don't shut them down, Garcelle. No. Okay, so we move on, and it's the next day, and this is the day Sutton is going to be spreading Mercer's ashes. So we see Sutton becoming very emotional about releasing his ashes, and she says they are symbolic of her dad and also her marriage. So it's three major big people in her life. This is very traumatic for her, and you can tell. I really appreciated her opening up like this. And telling us that for her, she thought the plan in her marriage was to separate. And Mm -hmm. during that time, do couples therapy. But the minute he left that house, he filed for divorce. And she was mind blown by this. Devastated by this. It makes a lot of sense as to why she's so emotional now. Because he is also moving, maybe, right? And she was holding on to him in a way that made her feel like he was still a part of her identity, I think. And releasing these things is really yo solo. Only her now. What did you say? Yo solo? That's what she said at the end. Yo solo. Oh. It's only, I am, it's only me, only me. (laughs) It's not English. Yo solo. Yo solo. I thought you were saying like a spin on YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a very powerful scene. I... 
really kind of empathized with her. And I also felt like I think we've all been there. Well, maybe not the youngins who listen to us, but anybody over the age of 30 who's had to kind of start over again, you feel that lonely feeling of being alone. And Sutton really displayed just how alone she's feeling and why. And also the fact that she lost her father's ashes, that guilt that she's probably been carrying around. I get the emotional and the symbolism like it's all tied up for her it's all wrapped up into this one little ziploc bag and it would be really hard to let go of that it would be and this is a bit of a trigger warning pregnancy loss but i still have my first son's ashes because i i can't part with them so i really related to her in that way just letting them go you feel like oh it's just They're here. They're safe. I know where they are. You know, I can't imagine. I kept wanting to tell her, like, just keep. I keep a little bit. Yeah. But maybe it's maybe she's just ready to let go. Yeah. Yeah. I felt very sad for her. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing. She's in a good place with Trevor and some of her friends. But speaking of that, Kyle is supporting her here. She's like, what's going on? Why are you crying? And it feels like the most genuine friendship in the group, I have to tell you, which isn't saying a lot, okay? Uh, It's interesting, though, because Sutton and Garcelle are known as very good friends, very close friends. But I only really see Kyle supporting Sutton all the time. Do you think this is by design? Do you think Garcelle and Sutton are actually close friends? I'm, I'm very confused by it. I mean, you got a flashback to the all about Sutton game when Garcelle didn't answer any of the questions. Or no, she answered one of them, I think. She did. I do think they're probably the closest in reality, I think. Who? Garcelle and Sutton? Garcelle and Sutton. There's a... There's a closeness to them. I see the way they share bedrooms. Like, it's always... It's usually them. They usually come back to each other. I think that... They're probably each other's safe spot, maybe. Mm. Um, And I know they do spend a lot of time together off screen. I don't see that with Sutton and Kyle. Yeah, that's, yeah, very good point. Because I'm getting caught up in the emotional aspect. And maybe Garcelle and Sutton don't have that type of relationship. You know, it's more like a fun friend. And we all have different friends in our lives, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because I don't see that aspect. But No, I see like more jovial fun. Yeah. 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 Well, that is the end of Beverly Hills, guys. And next week, it looks like Marska's flying, really, all over Garcelle. So. <laughs> all over back. It's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> no, and it always happens that way. Always. I, if it's windy, you guys, don't throw weight. Yes. Or go a little bit lower. Exactly. Just, go lower, lower, like, lower. And dump it out like close to the ground. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, it was a good one, though. I thought it but, was okay. Yeah, it was It was just subdued. Nothing really happened, but it was still entertaining. Yeah, so far this might be the chillest girl's trip on Beverly Hills I've ever seen. No shit. Especially now so. that Crystal isn't drinking on this trip. Because yeah. we were starting to see activate a crystal, right? So yes, she has been dimmed, but and nothing is exciting as Miami. Oh my god! Oh, this episode. Okay, all right. Let's let's head over to Miami. 
Real Housewives of Miami, Season 6, Episode 14, Row, Row, Row Me Off This Boat. Okay, (laughs) so we pick up. We're back with the ladies in Mexico City on day two. By the way, I made a note here. You and I are dumb. We commented last week or the week before. Mm -hmm. We didn't know if Kiki was a housewife or a friend of. Right. She's a friend of. We thought she was a housewife. She's a friend of. Oh, okay, okay. 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 So we kind of start things off. Nicole has arrived. They're all getting ready to go visit the Virgin of Guadalupe. Julia comes to her room and she fills her in on the dinner from the night before. And then everybody is meeting up in the lobby to get into the the sprinter vans. We see Julia is really struggling with the idea of going to church because ever since she lost her son, she's kind of separated herself from religion and it's kind of heartbreaking. It was so scene. hard to watch. Yeah. I felt so bad. Like the last time, we, well, we find out the last time Julia has been in a church was at her baby's funeral. Imagine. And here she is. She's going and she's just totally sucking it up. Julia Such does a, a lot of suffering on her own in private. She absolutely does. She's just a good friend, honestly. To her own detriment. She is the opposite of Lisa. Oh, baby. I can't wait to talk about that. (laughs) It's going to be a day full of a lot of sprinter van trips. So this was my first indication that it was going to be a good dramatic episode. Did I miss why they had to take two separate vans? I noticed that as well. I don't know why. They just like their comfort, maybe. I guess, but it's not like there's couches where you can spread out. <laughs> there's seats. Maybe you it was know, maybe to... Maybe with production. Yeah, or... like to separate them so they would gossip. Yeah. So they arrive at the church and they walk in. And the first thing I was struck by was Larsa. Is she wearing a t-shirt tied around her neck to cover her cleavage? Or a bib? Looked like a backwards did you see that i didn't notice that i couldn't get past she walked in it looked like she was wearing like a very revealing top that somebody said oh larsa and she tied a fucking t-shirt around her neck well you know i'll give it to her at least she tried i couldn't get past uh adriana's sunnies tbh that she never removed never removed girl you are in the most like sacred of places and of everybody (laughs) i think alexia was one of the people who's most like religiously bound to this place and you don't take your fucking sunnies off (laughs) right oh gosh she cracks me up and gertie looked like guadalupe herself like stunning that dress with the Oh, the blue, the navy, head the oh, thing, yeah, veil, yeah, stunner. I was gonna ask you, do you think this whole scene was so touching and beautiful because Adriana wasn't there? <laughs> no, because Larsa and Lisa were still there. So <laughs> the uh, odds of somebody ruining it were already quite high. <laughs> I think it was just incredibly touching because of Gertie and because we know what she's going through in this moment and the way she's kind of like knelt down at that altar and everybody's kind of crowding around her and like holding on to her and you can tell everybody's praying for her. Even Larsa, Norelle, your bestie. 
I know. Listen, we're going to get into this a little bit. Okay, because it was a good Lars episode. I just got to tell you. It was a good Lars episode. (laughs) Oh, no. Never thought I'd hear the words. I'm not fucking happy about it, about having (laughs) to admit to that. So we're back in the sprinter van afterwards, and Gertie is sharing that she had a really bonding moment in the church with Larsa, and she's surprised about it. And honey, so are we. (laughs) Julia also takes the moment to share a little bit more about how she struggled being there today and how back when she lost her son and she felt like she had nothing to live for and she had kind of turned her back on religion, she only had her little dog that by the sounds of it, it's the only thing that kept her going was the fact that nobody else was there to care for the dog. And I related to her in a way. I know like my cat during COVID and everything I was going through with my CRPS, there were many days the only thing that got me out of bed and kept me from doing something stupid was knowing who's going to take care of my cat. Totally. The power of an animal. Yeah. I mean, if it had been a child, like I'm sure Cody keeps you going. Like absolutely, just, of course. Having some creature that depends on you, mm-hmm. it really does keep you going. So I really felt oh, for Julia. Yeah. yeah, I know, poor Julia. God, it was just such a weird comparison because we have Julia and we have Gertie, and they're sharing these moments in one sprinter van, and they're such deep emotional things, and then. We flash over to the other sprinter van, and it's Lisa talking about Lenny and her divorce. This is too much, guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're get, we're back at the hotel, and we have a scene of Lisa talking on the phone with her lawyer, and then the screen goes black because Lenny calls her on the phone, and he has not agreed to being put on the show to being recorded so we find out afterwards that Lenny has called her to add one little thing to the settlement and that is that he's trying to stipulate she's not allowed to live with a man in her house ever you Lenny what a fucking psycho I'm sorry right I I always kind of felt like Lisa wasn't quite ready for this and I still do but maybe it's, I know Lenny's doing this to be controlling, but maybe oh. he's not quite ready either, or he's just sticking it to her. He's, is he that vengeful? Like, I think he what is. A piece of shit. I think he is that vengeful. And in his mind, he even made a comment about it because she tried to flip it around, like, well, I don't want you living in the house with your mm. new woman or whatever. And he said, yeah, but I pay for it. So he's looking at it as like his belonging, the same way he looks at his wives and girlfriends, the same way he looked at Lisa. She was a belonging to him. And that's why he's trying to continue to control her. And it's disgusting. I probably would have just signed the documents and then had Jody move in the next day. Like, what's he going to do about it? Yeah, I don't think you can legally enforce. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. I also found it equally surprising we find out that adriana is not going to be lip syncing during Uh her concert guys i don't know i don't know i can't wait to see it she's either gonna flop or it's gonna be amazing i'm leaning flop i was leaning more towards that she's lying and that she's absolutely going to be lip syncing oh maybe 
I don't think he would admit to that on camera. I guess. But if you're not lip syncing, I feel like there's much more practicing that needs to be going on. And you're not going to dance and sing, right? I mean, no, you're not Britney Spears back in the heyday. Even Britney Spears lip sync. <laughs> okay, Britney Spears was a bad comparison, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Let's go Christina Aguilera. Yeah, right. Okay, so so far all of these sprinter van scenes have yielded us nothing. There's been no drama and I was like, this is not okay. However, we pulled up to the boats and I saw trouble on the horizon. I knew <laughs> I knew it was coming. I have to say this looks incredibly fun. Like I would love to do this with you. This someday. is totally up our alley. Right? Yeah. Everyone is getting totally psyched to go on the boat ride. They're going to eat some good food, some tacos, some whatever that food was, except for Lisa. <gasps> dear, dear Lisa, she's she's just got to bring it all back to the settlement. She has to keep talking about Lenny continually, right? Yeah, she's really unable to suck it up or to in any way, mm-hmm. you know, internalize it the way that Gertie is, the way that Julia is. Yes. It's so childish. Childlike. It is. I'm kind of almost wondering why she even came on the boat trip if she was feeling this level of anxiety. But everybody, like to their credit, really crowd around her and try to boost her back up again and hype her back up again, as they're always doing in these moments. Except for Larsa, who <laughs> okay, is taking selfies. I'm team Larsa on this one, man. I love Larsa here. In this moment, like, first of all, with the selfie moment, I was not team Larsa. <laughs> okay, I was like, that... oh my God, typical Larsa. <laughs> That's... She's true to who she is, I suppose. <laughs> that was until, like, Lisa starts describing how Jody didn't comfort her one time. And I guess left her to cry because he thought that she was crying over Lenny again. And Larsa just pipes up in the middle of nowhere. And she's like... It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that was strike one with Lisa. I think that was strike one. She's so tearful. And she's in the middle of saying, like, I just hope to God. And then Lars is like, hola, hola, to the other <laughs> boat that's, like, passing by. Um, and I was like, oh, that's strike two. Strike two. <laughs> you see, Lisa's just kind of like, oh, okay, all right. And then Lisa jumps up all of a sudden. She's like, I want to drive the boat. I want to drive the boat. And I'm like, that's all right, random. And she goes up to him and she's kind of takes a stick and she's sort of doing it. And then she turns around. She's like, oh, my God, your face. It's very red. Here, take some water. And she like grabs a bottle of water and yes. like dumps it down his throat. She was feeding him like a baby. She, yeah, she honestly. Like a little was, baby. It was wild. It was it was the time. And he's like, oh, dear God. I'm like, babe, he's red in the face because he's literally moving the boat that you guys are all standing on. Yeah, he's a grown ass man. Okay. Lisa takes this moment to sort of reveal that the last week has been really hard looking for houses with Jody. And she kind of found herself snapping at him. So this is kind of the moment that Larsa comes in with some really good advice. And this is also the moment I had a change of heart for Larsa. And I oh. never in, I never in my life thought what? that I would what? ever 
ever have a change of heart for Larsa. And she says to Lisa's face, mm-hmm. by the way, if you lose Jody, you're going to regret it because you're going to be screwed. And I don't know anyone else who would take your shit. No offense. <laughs> well said, Larsa, baby girl. Was she being a good friend or was she being a shady friend in this moment? Oh, I think she was just tired of it, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I kind of think she was also unintentionally being a good friend because I think Lisa needs to hear it. Lisa needs to hear it, but she won't hear it. And I think no. Larsa knows that Lisa will never get it. So no. now she's just saying it because she's like, you're ruining a boat ride. That's how she's, you're ruining this beautiful day. No, you're ruining my boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> you're ruining yes. my beautiful day. And Lisa kind of flips around and she says, that was a really fucked up thing to say. And Larsa kind of triples down, quadruples oh, down. Yeah, and she says, she sure did. I just mean you're needy, but not in a bad way. Like you're just like a baby, you're like you know? A baby. You're, like, you're a like a baby. baby. You know, the way babies cry and scream and they're really annoying. That's how you are. No, no offense though. <laughs> <laughs> It was the no offense part that I think. The really. no offense took me out. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not wrong. She is. If all eyes aren't on Lisa, then she gets more work done. She needs it. So it's a yeah. bigger every time. And it's exhausting. It How is. long has this been going on? These poor women. It feels like every few minutes they have to... Divert to Lenny again and, and counsel her. Back her. Up again. Counsel yeah. her. I, yeah. I honestly, I feel for Lisa. I do. I do. I do. I do. But yeah. you, at some point, you need to fix it yourself a little bit. You need to go to therapy. Get some you counseling. Get yeah. Some, get some counseling. Your friends are not here to be your emotional crutch 24 7. And you cannot expect that out of them like you do. But she does. She really, really does. So Julia starts having some more of her sorority kisses. Oh, um, yeah. Sharing her lip gloss. Oh, I could just see Alexia like in the back of her mind uh-huh. saying, see? This is why. This is why. The, it's this true. is why. <laughs> it's I cannot share a room with you, Julia. Okay? She'll probably kiss me on my lips, you know? Now we get to the part where Adriana is... She points over to this, you know, a bit of a ramshackle, rundown-looking right. abode. And she says, like, she makes a comment, like, we could be living there. And then they all start talking about how those poor people yeah, are probably sure. really happy and grateful for everything that they have. You know, they're probably happier than we are. Not patronizing at all like not even in the slightest so dorit-esque of them i love when rich people do this and this is when we kind of see kiki getting activated you know she's clocking all of the privilege around her as women are making these comments and she is remembering where she grew up like i can only imagine if they were privy to that information like to know kiki's childhood and like that kiki grew up in a place like that i wonder if they would have been able to say the same i doubt they, well some I of them probably it. would because they would have forgotten but <laughs> yeah that's true and then they pass those dogs which for the record yes those dogs were dirty they were dirty yeah but they looked well fed to me they did not they look like healthy they weren't I couldn't see ribs. They no. were probably swimming in the water and maybe it's dirty. Who knows? Rolling around in mud. 
They were free. They were happy. They're not going to the groomers anytime soon. Okay. Correct. But they were healthy, muscular looking dogs. I think I'm not a dog expert, but they didn't look hungry. All dogs are hungry all of the time. Okay. Lisa's decision to throw the food to those dogs would have rubbed me the wrong way. And it all fell into the river. Not all of it. Some of it got to the dogs. Some of it got there, but it was a waste anyways. Yeah. You're, you're throwing it. You're making a big spectacle. Like, But this is also kind of what she did to poor David, who's driving the boat. Like, here, let me baby you. Oh, let me baby these dogs. Yes. What's going on? What is there some sort of you have to take care of people because you're so used to being? I don't know. I, I don't get it. The thing is, though, it's not just people. It's not people. It is the yeah. poor dogs. It is the, the poor, poor man. man. It's mm-hmm. people that she obviously values as lesser than her yes. are the ones that she has to like make a big spectacle of taking care of. And Kiki is this. justifiably disgusted by this. All yeah. the women are horrified. Like Gertie's like, oh, my God, please don't. And <laughs> oh like Alexia God. is apologizing to the man. Alexia gets it for fuck's sake. <laughs> that's, that's when you know it's not you know not a good look. Up. But Lisa just doesn't get it. She keeps saying she's like, "It was chicken, okay? I threw chicken to these better poor than dogs. What they ever eat? Yeah, ah, better than what they are fed right now. Yeah. It's truly mind-boggling to me that she doesn't understand how disrespectful yeah. that is. I mean, like I. I totally get why this might happen. Last week, I made a comment in our episode. I was like, over some stray dogs. Like, I didn't get yes. it. I get it now. I get I it now. I 100% get it now, too. These aren't ducks. These no. are dogs. <laughs> like, and it is patronizing. These, yeah. You're in a different part of the world. You're in Mexico City. Okay, stop. Don't do this. It's Especially when everybody around you is telling you to stop. Yes. Like, is, I think Larsa said it right. Like It's like Lisa's having a mental breakdown or something. Yeah, and she is. You she know, is. In fairness to her. Yeah. This is the point Kiki and Lisa really get into it. And Lisa stands up almost to spite her. Like I saw her text. I paused. So did I. She said, we threw the chicken. Uh-huh. And she said, I stood up as a joke. No, it was not a joke, hun. Very obviously not a joke. And Kiki gave you so <laughs> many warnings. <laughs> sit down. Like, sit. how many times did Kiki yes. tell you? Like, de-escalate the mm-hmm. situation. Before she threw the juice box. Babe, sit down. I don't need to sit down. I don't need to sit down. No one tells me to fucking sit down. (gasps) I mean, obviously she was venting her anger from Lenny and her situation. But it feels like she's purposely venting it on somebody that she feels safe doing that for. And that Mm. person specifically was Kiki for Hmm. whatever reason. Right. Whatever reason. Everybody else, yeah, for whatever reason. Everybody else is telling her to sit down. Everyone else is telling her no. Mm -hmm. She does also speak to Gertie in a strange way. Yep, she sure does. So we'll just leave that there. She get no, I'm not going to leave that there. I mean, I will in a second. (laughs) (laughs) She seems to demand a higher level of respect from Gertie and Kiki than she does from anybody else. And when... those two women in particular offend her she seems to get angrier for whatever reason for whatever reason 
Um, Alexia can say almost anything to her and she forgives mm-hmm. her fairly quickly for whatever yeah. reason. I'm sure she's going to forgive Larsa very quickly in the next episode. It looks like she did forgive Larsa. Yeah. But imagine if Kiki for had whatever said the reason. things that Larsa said. <gasps> or Gertie. Yeah. 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 So, so it's very apparent. And guys, I this is my first season jumping in after the uh, reboot. I haven't seen Lisa on my screen for years. I'm jumping right in and I have not read this. This is my own feelings and opinions as well as observations. And obviously, Norelle, you had them as well. So it's not like we're just pulling this out of our butt. Lisa has, she treats, she treats certain people differently. She does. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the last part that really kind of tickled me in this episode is they're like mid fight, they're mid freak out. And then the other boat goes by and they all kind of stop. They're like, hola, hola, hello. <laughs> the children, there's children. <laughs> We're fine. And then they just pick back up again. And yeah. Alexia finally snaps at Lisa and she's like, we should tell you to shut the fuck up. I but I'm like, it. I love you, Alexia. How dare you, Lisa? You have made me enjoy Larsa. And enjoy Alexia. Okay? That's how bad you are. I'm just saying. I love Alexia always. And they get to the island of the dolls. Which, have you heard of this place before? No, but I watched a documentary on it about these two people who went over there. They're like ghost hunters. And so they like boated over there in the middle of the night. And they like, um, I don't know, spent the night there. Smelled for spirits? Yes. Yes, they use. <laughs> they brought Erica Jane with them. <laughs> when the dolls showed up, I was like, holy shit, there's two places like this? And then I realized it was the same place. <laughs> Julia had a very large reaction to it, and I completely understand yeah. why. Yeah. I did not take it like that. I took it more as what David said, as these dolls were a gesture to this, the, the person well, that died, you know? I mean. That's how I'm going to take it. Um, okay. But imagine you and I in that boat. Well, not, not we knowing. Would be terrified. <laughs> we would be terrified. <laughs> Fucking horrified. In They're fact. like hanging up by their necks. They've got like yeah. black <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's I, not a friendly vibe. I, it's not funny, but I was killing myself. So when was Julia's I. like, wow, starts bawling. I'm like, this, whole, this is where I'm sick in the head because I'm like, the whole it's so boat funny. ride was. So fucking yes, funny. I posted was. this to TikTok, but it <laughs> the whole time I'm watching, all I could think of was the boat ride in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory of psychotic, like people look like they're tripping on drugs, like everybody's <laughs> yelling, the boat look it's like out of control. I loved this scene. This was one of my favorite Miami scenes. Absolutely. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah. And I do kind of like that I like Larsa in this episode. I needed that. And then don't. she told I won't I won't hold on to it, I'm sure, but <laughs> I was like, don't get used to it. But I loved how she like going back a little bit, I love how she told Lisa off again. Like if and she said in her confessional, I come from a place if you stand up, yeah. I'm going to stand up. And that's where Kiki's coming from. And Lisa just doesn't understand. Like, do you not understand? Or what's happening upstairs here? The clarification of, you know, if you're going to stand up like that, you're asking for it and you need to be prepared for what's coming your way. Like, right. that's where I 
come from. Absolutely. I loved that as well. And this kind of ties back into a discussion you and I had last week, her defending Kiki. It's a point in the column of, I think, Kiki and Larsa are ah, good, uh, friends. Fr- good friends. Like, okay. she kind of chose Kiki in that moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wouldn't have if Lisa wasn't so goddamn annoying. But we all yeah. have a Lisa in our lives, right? We all have that person where it's usually all about them. It's a lot. They're yeah. a lot. They have a good heart. They have good qualities. But it's also just mentally taxing. And I'm sure even Larsa gets mentally taxed once in a while. And you know that when somebody like Larsa <laughs> is mentally taxed by you, that yeah. it's time to really give your head a shake, Lisa. <laughs> she needs to. She needs to figure this out. It's getting old. It is. It is. I'm going to be very interested <laughs> to see how long this Larsa streak is going to last for. But if she kept this kind of energy up, I would not hate her. No. She was a truth teller. We needed her. Yeah. And she's the only one who could really do it to Lisa for it to have any impact, I think. I think this might just be an example. Like, I think she thinks that this is what she does all the time. This is the Uh. only time it has ever worked Whereas an audience, like a viewer, I am on Larsa's side. I cannot mm. think of a single other time when Larsa has tried to do this that it has worked. So Weird. I don't think it's going to work for her again. But yeah, that's Miami, yeah. guys. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We love it all. And we love you. Great episode. Yes. Um, make sure, if you haven't already, to head over to our Vanderpump Rules episode if you guys watch that. VPR is back, babies. I loved it. I'm so excited to see what this season holds. And I'm really excited to see what happens in Beverly Hills next week, too. And Miami. But I'm always excited for Miami. (laughs) We have three really great shows on our TVs right now. so Yeah, we're lucky. Yeah. It's a nice, refreshing change. I know we're still not covering Potomac, but from what I've heard. TBH? I haven't even watched it. Me neither. That's how much from, I don't and enjoy from it. Other recappers, from what I've heard, we're not missing much. No. So even Teddy and Tamara shit on Potomac. If we hear anything different, we'll definitely check back yeah. in with the Potomac ladies, but it's not looking so great. Nah. I miss Karen, but that's it. Okay. Have a great weekend, guys. Yes, happy weekend, everybody. Happy F Word Friday. And yeah. we'll talk to you next week. But until then. Stay truthful, but not hopeless. Love you. Thank you so much. Please rate, review, and listen. Share us with people. Sharing is caring. Love you. Bye. Just like Julia's lip gloss, sharing is caring. (laughs)